Hello, and welcome to another week of the Bounce of the Ball podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at TBOTB Podcast, and you can watch us on the Bounce of the Ball YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and to like our videos. Okay, so just before we get on with the show today, I'd like just to quickly apologise for last week. We did record an episode last week, but due to technical difficulties, which resulted in poor audio quality, we decided not to release the episode and re-record, so it would be a more enjoyable listening experience. Um, With all that aside, let's get on with the show. So we decided to break the podcast into two episodes this week. Um, In today's episode, we're previewing the final round of the regular season of the NRL. We discussed the games... Um, some of the team's forms moving into the finals and we discuss our thoughts on the chaos that unfolded last weekend in the Roosters vs South grudge match. Alright, so let's get amongst it. I'm your host Rob Aaron and as always joining me, the wonderful Brennan Bashara. How are you mate? Good mate, good to be back. Excited for another week. I like to step into the finals, so busy times. Busy, busy times indeed. Okay, so now we're going to go over our round 25 NRL picks. Okay, mm-hmm. so this week, um, starting off on Thursday night, we have the Roosters taking on the Raiders. Okay, yep. so what's your take, mate? All right, so I've tipped the Roosters, and I think the Roosters are going to win. Um, this is one of those ones where I've, I've just got to go with my head because everything's tells me I've, I've even noted it down like Canberra are just so they're so desperate like correct me if I'm wrong I think they're wow. sitting in ninth on on four and again so if, if they lose um their season's over unless somehow Cronulla lose by like 40 or something against the storm but yeah, yeah. yeah they're desperate but I mean I don't know if you got to watch them against the Warriors last week they're just so poor like I don't know where it came from I think they started the year three and oh and then they lost like five in a row um and they've just never seemed to pick it up I, you know, they had a lot of weird stuff with the John Bateman and, and Josh Hodgson. I, just, I don't know if something's gone wrong, like, in their in their locker room for them. Um, but it's something's just not clicking on the field. Uh, we touched on that last week. I know the episode obviously didn't air. But, they, they like, Ricky was doing weird things, bringing nickel clocks that in at fullback off the bench. Like, just start the guy. Like, yeah. thank God he started I think he was week, concerned so. about... It was his first game back from a neck injury, wasn't it? From neck surgery. So I, think, I actually think it was his second game, which is what was confusing me. I, I know he did. He definitely did in the first game, but I think this is his third week back. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just can't. It, to me, it's it's more about Canberra being poor than than for me that the Roosters are good because the Roosters are. I made a note here: who they've rested, who are they without? So they're without Manu. They've put Sam Walker on the bench. They do get Warrior Hargraves and Angus Crichton back though, so. Okay. Oh, look, I think the Roosters get it done. They they had it put on them last week. Um, so I think they're going to be fired up. The Hargraves is back. Uh, Crichton's been suspended for a couple of weeks. And Trent Robinson just strikes me as a type of guy where... And just keep in mind, they're fighting for the top four as well. Like, they yeah, really lose. Um, they can, they is... can sneak in there. So they still have something to play for, the Roosters. And I don't think Trent will cop them losing back-to-back weeks. So I'm going to yeah. go with the Roosters. What yeah. about yourself? So Radley's back, yeah? Is Radley is back Radley or is he still back? suspended? I, 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 no, I don't think Radley's back. No, Radley's not back. Hargraves and Crichton are back. Read the line. Okay, yeah. no, no, no. I, no, you didn't say Radley. I, I just kind of assumed it. But um, yeah, I'd have to go with the oh, Roosters. No, he's still yeah, with Rad, with um them two back. Um, they're gonna yeah have a big comeback performance after last weekend. Um, we'll touch on that I think when we get to the Souths game. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the Raiders are a bit of a smoky in this one, mate. I, I'm kind of edging... I'm hedging my bets at the moment. I'm not sure who I kind of want to go with. I'm going to have to make a decision. Um, yeah. I think I might actually go with Canberra. Well, I'll give you a bit of time to think about it as well. But yeah, just because I, I was just going to say, I like so I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to be close. But I think I've, I've said on previous ones, I'm, when I give a tip, even if I think it's a 60-40 game, I, I don't want to sit on a fan. Like, I'll, I'll just go, even though it's 60-40, I'm definitely leaning that way. And, yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. You'd, you'd be a brave man to tip Canberra. Like, their, their form is just so poor. And I, I know the Roosters aren't the, the old Roosters that we're used to, but... I, okay, I you've convinced me. I don't know. I can't watch Canberra and have any confidence in them. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, but I'll, I was... Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I'm actually going to... Fuck it. I'm going to go Canberra. You want to do it? Yeah, I, I want to do it. I want to head... Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Canberra this week. I just think that they... They probably could actually get up against the Roosters. Um, like we said, yeah. the Roosters are going to be missing Manu. And he is a massive hole yeah. in that team on their attack. Um, Tedesco can't do it all yeah. by himself. And I think they're going to struggle to find some extra yeah. points missing Manu. And Canberra just... I'm with you. Might yeah. do enough. They're so much strike on their edges. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've had the worst injury toll this year. I can't remember a team being so decimated. It's still being able to field yeah. such a competitive team. It's like they've pulled all the talent into yeah. one team in the entire comp. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Under their salary sombrero well, or something, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another issue to get I've to. But a lot of tweets going, oh, you know, look look at the value of, of the players the Roosters have on the bench. And ironically enough, I think my dad tweeted on it. Yeah, why don't you add up the value of them and add up the value of the people that are named and it might come to a bit more than nine million. So yeah, yeah. quite a bit more. Yeah. If there was a realistic value on them. Yeah, I'm with you. They're going to struggle for points, but and just to touch on Canberra being a smoky, we'll, we'll do. A, I'm sure we'll do a finals preview next week. But I actually think Canberra, if they came eighth, uh, would even be more of a chance than Newcastle, who are in seventh. Like if Canberra can just fix whatever is has gone wrong. So I don't think it's a talent thing. They've still got a talented side. Like they still yeah, got yeah. similar players to the core that they've had. I think Ricky um, so, could get them primed for yeah. the for the semis if they get there. I hope they get there. I I really hope they do get in eighth. I, I don't really like Cronulla, so I, I hope them all the yeah. Titans jump them, but I just don't see it, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think Cronulla's a good enough team to even make it out of the first weekend of the, first weekend of the finals anyway. Yeah. So I'd rather see Thank teams there are going to be really competitive, have a really good crack. That's why I was kind of stoked the Tigers yep. didn't make it in because the last thing I wanted to see was them getting done by Parramatta the last... I don't want that to be my last memory of the year. I'd rather give it to um, Canterbury this weekend, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, okay, yeah. our next game. So you took the Roosters and I took Canberra. Ooh, we've hedged our bets there. Yeah. Okay, so um, our next game. Yeah. Next two games are on Friday night. Uh, we have the Sharks and mm-hmm. the Storm. Yep. Um, yeah, we're going to touch on last week. That was out there. Storm getting dusted by Parramatta. Oh, Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the game, but I just remember checking my phone and I, weirdly enough, I sort of almost forgot that the game was on in general. I, I think I just assumed Melbourne were going to win so comfortably. We all I did, didn't man. check it till it was like the 74th minute mm-hmm. and it was 22-10 and I was like, what is going on here? But, yeah, I flicked over with 20 yeah, to go I, and I'm I like, what is happening? On what went wrong. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. And Watching yeah. Gutherson enjoy himself just annoys the shit out of me anyway. So. <laughs> oh, it bothers me. Mate, we'll, we'll, I know it's the next game we'll touch on it, but it'd be like Penrith Para is the one time of the year I get to cheer for Penrith. So yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah. sum. That's how I'll sum up my hate for Parramatta. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I look at uh, just going through the additions and who's in and who's out. They're they're resting a lot of players. Melbourne. Um, they're resting Munster. They are. Both Bromwiches, Christian Welsh, Felice Kafusi, Addo Carr, Rima Smith, and Tom Eisenhuth. So in saying that, it's only shortened the odds out. down to they're paying a dollar thirty and the Sharks are paying three dollars thirty. Yeah. So you'd think it'd be fair, it'd be a lot closer yeah. odds with that many players out, but that's how much that's how reliable they've been with missing so many players all year and how good they are. So yeah, it's hard to really pick against them. Like I think last week was a bit of an yeah. anomaly. Um there's no mm-hmm. doubt they got the absolute spray of a lifetime after last week. Did you happen to catch um, the YouTube clip I put up last week where I reviewed um, the after-game interview I with saw. Brandon Smith? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah um, can yeah. someone pray for our souls? It's going to get nasty in there. So, yeah, that yeah. was that, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, Spot that on. was gold. Um, yeah, yeah, you can't see them putting out the same performance two weeks in a row. They're going to come out pretty good, I think, yeah. Um, yeah. So, nah, they're, they're also trying to tie this up the... Help. They're also trying to tie up the minor premiership as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So them and Penrith are tied and they've got them on four and against, but yeah, it won't matter. If they lose and Penrith win, they'll, they'll fall into second. So yeah. Um, yeah. Which actually sneakily, we'll talk more about it in our preview next week. That could be a good thing though, in the sense of South we'll get to in a sec, but they're obviously missing Luttrell. Um, and then, yeah, would you rather run into South without Luttrell or Manly if they hold on to four? So it's an interesting one. Um, South without yeah, trail any day of the week, even though I've still kind of yeah, rate. Yeah, but Turbo's just that big of an X factor. You try to avoid him as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
was going to say, what do you think as well? They, they put Grant back to the bench, Smith starting at nine, and Nico Hines is in the six for Munster. Not only what I'll ask, I want to ask you about the hooker situation as well as when Munster's back, do you think Hines should start or Pappenhausen? Hines. Yeah. Yeah, I've got uh, no doubt about it. Paps hasn't recovered mentally. And he, and he doesn't seem the same. No, he hasn't recovered mentally. No, no. He's looking. Yeah. He's, he's got his eyes up and he's looking too much at who's around him in that hole and he's worried about hitting it at full pace and impact and it's concerning. It's like, it's something he will get over eventually, yeah. but like, yeah, it's, I've had a few head knocks playing footy, man, and yeah, you can, yeah. can be a bit rough when you come back. You, you have your head up. I'm in the forwards, but so I, I'm a bit like, a bit less, uh, I just get get in there. So it was a bit different. I'm a flanker, so yeah, yeah it was different for me a bit, but um, but yeah, just having injuries in general. Like, I've come back from knee injuries, uh, broken leg, and you were slightly hesitant at first, but you can't be hesitant. Otherwise, yeah. you just get... It compounds all the issues that you start having in your head anyway. Like, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I actually feel sorry I, for you at the moment. Yeah. I think he's going to get there, but, um, yeah, you can't... He's just not the same player as he was before he got injured at the moment anyway. I was just about to say, I, I feel so sorry for him as well. Like, I think before his injury, he was... For me, after Tedesco, Turbo, and probably Pong, I mean, the Trolls obviously had a great year form-wise, yeah. but I, I thought he was like a top four, top five fullback. So yeah. it makes well, you wonder, could... though, how, how Melbourne are feeling about letting Hines go now. Like, I wonder if they oh, they'd be know, worried. If known how he was going to come back. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. they would have hung on to him. Yeah, so, that's so true. Sad to see, but yeah. And Grant's at the bench as well. You like it? I'm, I'm a fan of it. Even though I think he's the best hooker in the game, I think it just works for them. You, yeah, it does for them. Or... They need Smith to start them off. And yeah. then when the other team's blowing 20 minutes into the game, you've got to deal with a fresh Harry Grant. Yeah. That's just the greatest yeah. pincer movement combo you could ever music. think. Oh, mate. When we had him last year at the yeah. Tigers, it was glorious. You know what I mean? I actually yeah. mentioned on the pod last night because I went on, did the last half hour with the boys last night on the West Life podcast. The, yeah. um, my biggest thing about the Tigers is they haven't had a origin caliber hooker since losing Farah, and it's been like an important element of the of, of all Tigers teams. From I remember back when I was a kid watching Benny Elias yeah. play and Robbie Farah. You know, we've always when we've been successful, we've had an origin caliber hooker. And when Grant was there last year, I was like, I was happy with him in the role at hooker, and I kind of haven't bought into yeah. the boys who are there this year at the moment, and I don't know if I can. Um, hopefully Hastings can yeah. actually be an option out of dummy half next year, but yeah, we'll see. I've mm. actually watched a bit of him in the Super League, so yeah, he's going to be interesting yeah. coming across. Yeah, but um, yeah. off on back to the game at hand instead of the tangent I just went off on. Um, yeah, it's going to be yeah. hard to not pick against the Storm <laughs> this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm locking in Melbourne as well. Yeah. I think as well, just you touched on it. They don't lose twice in a row often, and ironically enough, their last loss to Parramatta back in round three was the first time they lost back-to-back games in God knows how long. I, I don't know if you remember, they lost round two to Penrith and then round three to Para, So Yeah, yeah, and everyone was um, questioning they whether they were, they were cooked without away. Smith or not, and then, oh, they done without Cam yeah. Smith, and then they went on that like, epic run, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah I'm lucky in Melbourne. Yeah, that brings us to the next game on Friday night. We have the Eels and the Panthers. Um, the Eels are resting a lot of yeah. players, a lot of players. They've basically, like... Yeah. Rolled over. They're paying eleven dollars to win this game. The Panthers are paying a dollar and three cents. So, yeah, I'm with it. I don't think we have to touch on this too much. No, I no. think yeah, I'm with it. I just named the the people they've rested. Uh, some of these guys are on the 18 to 21, but they're not in the 17. Yeah, uh, they're without Mitch Moses, Papali'i, Dylan, and Nathan Brown, Gutho, Junior Paulo, Wonga Blake, and the Akore. So there you go. Yeah, and yeah, they're it not... seems like Penrith have rolled out pretty much full strength. So yeah. They're not competing this weekend, Parramatta. They're resting themselves for next no. week. So, yeah, that's and inevitable, that one. That's definitely going to be a Parramatta... Uh, uh, sorry, they... a Penrith win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interestingly they're enough, I was... competing as well when they play the top four teams. Just yeah, although Nathan... I think Melbourne was a fluke. So. Although Nathan Cleary looked the most human I've ever seen him in my entire life last weekend. Oh, he did. Just quietly. Sorry, that frustrated the shit out of me watching the Tigers game. Have you ever seen someone be more praised for making errors. Like, the I guy would run onto a ball and knock it on, and it was like, oh, look at him running at full pace with his shoulder injury. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Come off. And there was... Like, jeez. 
yeah, there was also a couple of other incidences where he was treated like a protected species, and our hookers and our um our halfbacks were getting roughed up, and nothing was being done about it. And it's come on, mate. Like it's quite obvious that yeah. you you give him the rub of the jib as it is, and now like we're copping the bad side of fifty. 50 decisions and but now you act treating him like a protected species when he gets touched and exactly. it's just yeah but um yeah. it's quite interesting like, yeah. yeah yeah um yeah, he did look yeah. very very that, human last really week but me, oh yeah yeah he was yeah and he yeah. got praised for it which bothered me more but yeah back to the original point yeah he he did look superhuman he, he kicked i think he put twice out on the full yep. uh, from just general field play and then yeah he dropped a couple balls so yeah, he did. He did look human. Um, in saying that, ironically, though, it just came on the week that Melbourne lost. Like I think if most people, if Melbourne had won last week, a lot of people would have said, "Yep, like it's sort of cemented." But just as Penrith showed signs of weakness, I think Melbourne did as well. So yeah, people. I got. I don't want to buy in though too much on three sixty. They were saying like, "Oh, is the competition open back wide open?" Like no. Like I still think it's sort of a two horse race. No. no. So. Yeah. So do I. I just. I just don't think Melbourne showed up at all the other night. Um, and they kind of yeah. like, yeah, like you could tell, like they have bad, some teams have bad nights. It happens, the best of them. So, yeah. yeah. Um, just back to the yeah, Cleary like, thing. I, I actually think, before. yeah, I actually yeah. think that um, they were playing all on emotion that first half. Um, they were really pissed off about yeah. that. You were there, you know. Cleary's a wanker yeah. chant. And right, like, they was directed right, at Nathan yeah. and because he was sitting down without, behind his bench and then his old man was copping it up there mm. in the stands. But they were absolutely filthy yeah. about the sprays they got that night. So they would have been playing with a lot of emotion. And I think that kind of contributed a lot to the way he was playing. He was because he's he's normally very clinical in his approach to a game. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't seem like he lets anything get in his head too much. But he had a real angry look when he was playing that first half. And then when the second half, they obviously were a bit more calmed down and clinical and put the put us through the sword a bit. And yeah. you know the Tigers, their reserve grade side basically couldn't compete with the juggernaut that is the Panthers yeah. in the second half. But yeah, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It was actually very strange to see him like so off his game because, like you said, he he's someone who look whether you love him or or hate him. You know, you don't even have to like Penrith. Like I don't like Penrith, but I can acknowledge that he's clearly the best seven in the game. And yeah, he's usually just the beauty of Nathan Cleary is compared to like a like I think. He's, for these floor general guys that don't have a lot of like zip about their game, like that's the thing with them. They have such a high floor and for him to see so many errors in his game was just so strange because the, the guys like him and Adam Reynolds and, and DCE, like they sort of bank themselves on, you know, we just don't make errors. So yeah, look, I, I guess if you're asking, do I think that's something that, you know, was a one-off or if it's something that's creeping into his game, I'm just going to rule it as a one-off. Um, but look, it'd be interesting to see yeah, because I think, yeah, I just think he let his emotions get the better of him. Any... I mean, he's normally just yeah. like and which got a steel strange. trap. But yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing for him will just be he copped a lot of flack about like he barely had any try assists in Origin before this series. And he obviously wasn't great in the first half of the grand final last year. So yeah. I think for him, the, the finals will be the testing point for him. So oh, entirely, entirely. Yeah. I'm not so worried about what he does in the regular season. It's more playoff related or finals related for him. So. Yeah, especially yeah. in the grand final, whether he's going to really, really show up. And I think he is going to this year. It's going to be a cracker if, he, yeah. if they get there anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, that brings us around to Saturday. We have the Broncos taking on the Knights. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon with that one? Yeah. Yeah, so just in terms of lineups, Newcastle arresting uh, Jacob Saifidi, Jaden Braley, the hooker, and Mitch Barnett. Um, yeah. Look, I think it'll be close because of that. But I think the fact that I, they've named Ponga and Pierce, even though they're locked into the seventh spot, actually to me tells me something about what Adam O'Brien wants from them. So I think they, I, I'm going to tip the Knights, even though I, I tipped the Brisbane, I tipped Brisbane last week. Like I'm not a Brisbane fan, but I just think, you know, they're making good strides in the right direction. But yep. I think the Knights might be out to make a bit of a statement. And I didn't, I think Adam O'Brien's done that just by like, talk about the two most injury prone, prone players in their team. They're also the most, two important players in their team. So for him to go out, if, if he truly does play Ponger and Pierce, um, I think they'll, they, they're, they could be due to put a bit of a number on, on Brisbane. So yeah, I think they're out to make a bit of a statement. I don't think they want to be one of those teams that just bows out in week one. Like a lot of people have been talking about, Oh, there's just such a gap between them. So, and I'm one of them. I, I don't think, I think they're going to be the worst team in the finals, but yeah. um, 
yeah, I, I think they'll just have too much of Brisbane. You know, a lot of these bottom teams, when they're a week away from from their holidays, they can sort of they're already halfway on vacation. So, I think the Knights might do a bit of a number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a bit of pride to play for for Brisbane, but they're not getting the wooden spoon. So, I, yeah, yeah, they might not be too much pride to play for, if you know what I mean. And I think Newcastle might actually have the talent enough to get across the line there, in my mind as well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah Pierce was pretty I, handy I last year. Some talk of Pierce coming back to the Tigers. What do you think of that? Yeah. Look, it's it's an interesting one. Um, we we've got that Discord chat from from the Westlife pod and. I uh, just I hear a lot of different opinions, and I respect everyone's opinion because our obviously Brooks has just been such a highly talked about player since he debuted. Um, yeah. Look, I'm a Luke Brooks fan, but I can't ignore the fact that we need a we need a general, like you know, to, to use our basketball analogies, like we we need a point guard, and I guess we sort of got away with having Robbie Farah there. Like obviously we had Benji as well, but you know maybe yep. a, a nine would have made a difference. Um, but at the end of the day, you're right. We've got two inexperienced hookers. So we just need someone. Like, that's why I would have loved Adam Reynolds. Everyone was like, oh, don't go all in on Adam Reynolds. Like, he's injury prone. Like, he just would have been, he's a perfect type player for us. So, look, I think I mean, so. Mitchell Pierce would be we good. didn't make an offer for him either because um, we were so invested in Brooks at the time. But, yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. Like I said, I'm a Luke Brooks fan, but I'm not going to you know, say anyone's silly for thinking we need a change there because I do agree, like, Adam's a run first half. Um, so yeah. He's obviously our six for the future. So I do think we need a, a general. And I think Pierce would fit that. But my only concern would be, I, I think that's what... I, I assumed Hastings originally was signed to be a lock, but it seems like there's a couple of reports that it's either Madge or Brooks. In that case, they're going to stick with Madge, I think. Like, I think that'd be stupid to get rid of him. Um, so... Yeah, I think Hastings might fill that seven role. So, look, if there's room yeah. for Pierce, like if they got rid of Brooks and they intend to play Hastings off the bench or at 13, I'd be all for it. But um, I, I think Hastings will be the seven if it's not Brooks. So Yeah. Um, actually, it was yeah. mentioned on the Westlife podcast last night, line of the night, quote of the yeah. night, that um, Hastings, actually, when he was at the Roosters, he got into a fight with Mitchell Pierce, And when he was at... A, Manly, he got into a fight with Daly Chair Evans. So, based off there that, he's go. probably a good bloke. <laughs> it's like, that was yeah, the quote yeah, last exactly. night on the show, and I thought that was the best quote I've heard all year. Hey, that was an amazing quote. But it kind of like adds 100%. to that. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah it probably makes him a good bloke. Who that one up? Um, who, that was the first who, bloke on. Um, the first caller on. Uh, sorry, his name's just slipped oh, in my memory at the moment. I, I thought it would have been like Shane or... or no, no, no. Something. It was a, yeah. it was a caller and it was gold, mate. And then they asked him about Brooks Island oh. and he said, it's like barley. I love it for a couple of weeks and then I want to go home. It was like... That That's was... It. Yeah, that was a good one too. Phenomenal. Like he was filled with the one-liners. It was gold. Some of the best banter I've ever heard on the podcast. It was quality content indeed. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. That's where we are with the Knights. So we've got the Cowboys and the Sea Eagles next. Now, it's yep. going to be really hard to tip. Is Tommy being rested? Do you know? Have you seen the team yeah, list so this, this week? This is an interesting one. So they're not resting anyone. Um, so I tip Manly, but you've got to keep in mind because this will probably change my tip if they end up resting all of them. Yeah. I think they've only named them because they, they'll need to win to make the top four unless both the Roosters and Parramatta lose. So just keep uh, an and eye they play. Out I think if, if the oh, dead set. And Parramatta lose, and yeah, Desi's so, tactical so as he'll do something like now. that. Yeah, so I think I'm, I think the Roosters are going to win anyway. So I think they're going to play Turbo. But I think if the if Canberra and uh, Penrith beat the Roosters and Parramatta, I think they'll rest them. In which case, I think the Cowboys can get the job done. But um, yeah. Well, I'm going to tip Manly just on the basis that they are as named. But if they're not, yeah. I want to, I want it known that I would tip the Cowboys. So yeah, turbo dependent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think regardless, without turbo, they could still win. Um, yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting game. Well, maybe not. Probably not at all. But yeah, Cowboys are a bit soft. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. As much as I love Toddy Payton, I don't think his coaching style is mm. what Queensland teams like or need. They're used to a certain yeah. type of uh, coach, and he's a bit too um, a bit new age in my mind compared to some of the other. Like yeah. he's 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 probably too nuanced, and you know, like 
considered in his approach about things. You could see he's like he's a very modern day kind of coach. He's one on one and personal with the players and things like that. And he tries to get through to him like yeah. on a um on a logic level, which yeah. Let's face it, who tried to do that? Seabole tried to do that up at Queensland. He was talking in scientific in Brisbane. He was talking in scientific terms and stuff. And the boys just want to be told what to do and where yeah. to go. They really do. Hey, they really need yeah. direction. And that's what footy players are about, mate. We don't. They don't want to think too much. They just want to be told what their role is and they want to get amongst yeah. it. And as much as I love Toddy Payton, it just doesn't seem... It seems like the experiment's really failing up there. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm with you. And just to touch on that even more, I think it goes back to his success with the Warriors. You look at that roster, I, I, I'm actually just starting to question, is he a coach that's more suited to, like, not necessarily a rebuild, but, like, the Cowboys have, like, high profile. They've got Tao Malolo, um, Holmes... Uh, I know Michael Morgan ended up retiring, but like I just wonder if maybe he's a type of guy that will he's better for underachieving sides and he'll get them to overachieve, like you know, sort of middle I think of the so. park type sides. I'm, I'm not too sure if because the way yeah. he's handled Tom Lolo to me has just been completely mismanaged. Like I wonder if oh, yeah. maybe he's just not like he's obviously not experienced enough, but yeah, maybe he's just not equipped to handle big marquee players. So yeah. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, that's that's what the Cowboys need. Like any any of their success is going to be through Holmes and Tamalolo at the moment. So yeah, um, apparently he's like at that mix between a bit personable, but like I've got this plan and we want to do this, but the players kind of can't yeah. get on board with his thinking too. So yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. So moving forward, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really go past not picking Manly on that one. Uh, yeah, they've just. The Cowboys yeah. have done nothing all year to convince me that they could win this last game of the year. So, yeah. yeah. Um, then it takes us no. off to the Rabbitohs versus the Dragons. Okay, so we're going to have yeah. to touch on last week, the elephant in the room. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there was a bit of heavy contact in a tackle last week from Latrell Mitchell on uh, Joey Manu. Um, there's since been a lot of controversy in the press and on social media about the level intent, you could say, um, in yep. the tackle. I kind of am not on the consensus side here. I'm more favouring Gus Gould's point of view. Um, I know it's going to be controversial and I'll probably get a big spray in the comments for it if people do listen and decide to comment, but... yeah. I do think there's a lot of nuance missed when people watch the game and haven't played it. It's um, like most things you can see in a football game, you can tell from watching it, right? But And the other aspect that people aren't haven't even bothered mentioning this week is the NRL spent all year pretending to be concerned about, well, I won't say pretending, showing concern about player welfare, yet they're doing everything in their power to increase the speed of the game. Now, the inevitable, yeah. the inevitable kind of outcome of increasing the speed of the game is higher impact and higher velocity, like higher velocity impacts. So I think, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's some other things about it too. So there's a lot of angles that are happening that aren't actually working in Latrell's favour as he goes in for that hit. Um, I've heard some arguments saying that he was already, that Manu was already covered. There was... On replay, you could see he was trying to offload. Um, Latrell's committed to a tackle yeah. at a certain point, where I don't think he can pull out. Um, if if the tackle goes through, Manu upright, he probably hits him around, probably here, and that'd be a pretty heavy tackle. He probably would have done some damage to his shoulder or something to that effect as well. But don't we applaud Latrell? Would have been legal, yeah. yeah, it would have been legal exactly. But we applaud Latrell yeah. for playing on the edge in Origin all the time. And I don't think that the blow-up would have been as bad if it wasn't such a tribal event as well. And let's be yeah. honest, if it wasn't Joey Manu, would we be blowing up as much as well? He's a really beloved figure at East. And I think the fact that he was the one who was injured, I think if he, him or Tedesco were the ones who were injured, that's the outcome. Everyone kind of like loses yeah. their crap and yeah, they're going to go pear-shaped. But I see like just the example that I think of when Norfoluma which was intentional, okay? What Luttrell did to North Luma at the start of the year, I can't, you know, I can't defend him for that. That was intentionally through the, yeah. the forearm out, and it kind of looked, it didn't look as bad on replay as what this one was, but North Luma literally thought that he'd broken his jaw at the time, okay? And 
Yeah. Luchello got that out of his game. And with this incident, I can't attribute intent the way that other people are trying to say that he intended to break Joey Manu's face. That's just... I think it's going too far myself. He intended to put heat yeah. on, but what's your take, mate? Yeah, so look, I agree with a lot of parts of your, th- of your argument, but in theory, um, like I, I just think, I, I get you, the, just to address the intent thing first, I think that's the key thing. Everyone's yep. like, I'm with you. Everyone thinks, oh, he went out there to hurt, like to break his jaw. No, he didn't. And, and you're right. Like people that have played football, understand that no one really does that like unless you really hate a bloke you're not going out there to break his mint so look i don't think there's any intent to break his jaw what i will say is though and this is where he deserved to me he like the six to nine weeks was 100 percent deserved oh yeah i I can't fault the suspension with his loading and the way it all came off and the way the contact end up pulling off he's got to be suspended but we've all got to pull our heads in when it comes to the whole idea of attributing intent where it's not actually there. Yeah, that's in my yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The intent, though, was, and there's nothing wrong with this because, you know, people say, oh, you know, he was going in there with so much force. Yes, but that's how you're meant to tackle. Like, if you, if, you know, people do that on legs tackles as well. You go in there with a lot of force. Like, your intent is to drive them back. For yeah. me, though, it's just so reckless. Like, you can see the, like, just with the way he's tackling with his arms, to me, he's just, he's running the risk of getting it wrong and to, and he obviously got it awfully wrong um and yeah the the i'm with you on the thing of like oh people said he was escaping the uh, like he was already covered i'm with you he was trying to offload the ball that's fine but one thing i disagree with and this and you mentioned gus's point um people are trying to make out like it was going to be some try saving tackle I'll, i'd have to watch the replay again was he not like 12 meters out from the line like, it's not like he was on the try line about to score. Like, I think people have to... No, he wasn't. Anyone trying to defend him saying, oh, he, you know, he's, he's trying to make a try-saving play for his team. Joey, like, the offload was the threat. I'm with you there. But yeah. that Joey Manu wasn't going to score from there. Like, yeah, someone was around his legs. And I think he was, like, 10 metres back. So, yeah. For, for me, though, it goes back to a couple of things. I'll touch on the NRL thing that you mentioned quickly because you were spot on with, with the rule stuff. Not only that, what made this incident so much worse, and I think it was Annesley tried to defend it, saying that he was going to get Simbin for it anyway. He was not going to get Simbin. If, if no. Joey, and this is the whole issue with the thing, if Joey Manu does not come up and cause the fuss that he does, and we and a lot of people, you know, they hate the flopping and the... Oh, and I'll just add one more point before you go on. Did you, see the yeah. Joe, did you see the yeah. Roosters frigging um, trainer tell him to blow his nose? Like, I'm... So I've covered boxing. I no. love boxing. I've got the boxing gloves up there. Well, I've watched a bit of you. I yeah. got taught to box as a kid. You know, I'm a big fan of the sweet science, but it's an amateur yeah. move, mate. You never, ever blow your nose when you've got a facial fracture or a nose fracture. That is the result that will happen. Yeah. You see how that blew up, that bubble? That's an air pocket yeah. that happened there. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know why he told him to blow his nose. That was a pretty amateur move yeah. there from the trainer. Yeah, but yeah, go on, mate. Yeah. But, but yeah, until, until they made a fuss about it, Actually, Klein, you actually see it. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. They usually, if they are going to bin someone, they'll put them on report first and then send them in the bin. He was not going to put him in the bin after he put him on report. Unfortunately, I wish Joey Manu waited three more seconds because we get seeing the footage. Klein puts him on report and then it, he doesn't give him enough time to know whether he was actually just going to only put him on report or bin him. But that's the yeah. whole issue with the thing. And even this, this isn't to do with Latrell uh, specifically, but this goes back to just even the rules in general. Why are we allowed to play on five plays? Like, I get the whole advantage thing, like, oh, they get a set and then they get the penalty anyway, but the guy has to serve his time in the bin. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. To me, I'm with you. People are sort of overreacting in the sense of, um, you know, Latrell's intent to hurt someone, but I'm with you. It goes back to to the knock the Luma stuff. I just think he's got it in his character. Like, I just think personally he's a bit of a grub. Like, he did it with Noffa. He had the lash out at Garner in the same game, which I don't want to be one of those yeah. guys that exaggerates too much. But if a stud no, no. catches his eye there on the way, dude, up, that was bad. He can do some serious yeah. damage. Yeah, but he kind yeah. of cleaned that up, man. Like so he honestly, stuff- in my mind, had cleaned that up yeah. into Origin, and he'd just been playing good hard footy right on the edge, leading up. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you've got this really emotional tribal encounter last week between the two biggest rivals in the competition. Emotions boiled. Yeah. He goes to put a shot on with intent, as you do, being the fullback. And, you know, yeah. they're one of their star players is trying to put an offload. And 
just yeah. an unfortunate incident that Manu's head drops by a foot as he's engaging, well, not even a foot, like half a foot, because you notice it's kind of like he's being tackled and then gets pulled down. He was upright, then he gets pulled he down drag, yeah. as contact happens, and it's it's really, really unfortunate. But listen, yeah. I've played football for 24 years, okay? I retired when I was 40. Yeah. I've broken bones and lost teeth. That's just playing football at an A-grade level, in, yeah. in a first-grade level in the bush. I can't even begin to imagine yeah. the kind of impacts that occur at the NRL and today in the NRL with the speed they've got in the game going. So, yeah, yeah like when you're asking players to make decisions on the fly, that you cannot adjust when you've committed to a tackle. And, yeah, and the way he, yeah. rolls his sho- he rolled his shoulder... That's the part that everyone's kind of like, oh, you can tell he did it on purpose to break his face. I'm like, no, that's... When you put a hit on, that's how you roll your shoulder. It's like it's similar to a punch without throwing your arm. You, you roll that shoulder over yeah. to make that initial contact yeah. and then wrap the arm around. Like, it's it's all part of the motion to put that solid shot on. And that's what that's what we encourage in the game. That's what we love. That's what gets the highlights yeah. each week. So, you know, um, yeah, I just yeah. think it's a really, really unfortunate incident and everyone just needs to calm the farm on the whole intent yeah. thing. That's me. But I think, yeah, yeah. the six weeks is justified entirely. Yeah. 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 You summed it up nicely. My, my, my issues are more with, because I, I think you can gather from, from how I'm talking anyway, I don't mind that, like the aggression and all that and the way he plays, that's fine. I'm just weird. I think when you get it wrong, though, you deserve to be punished. Yeah. And yeah. I think the six weeks was deserved. I think the sin bin was ridiculous. How that's not a send off um, is to me crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, not only that, my last point will be just for the people like Gus who say, oh, um, you know, we don't want to see our players missing finals games. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, no, like, that's, I don't agree with that. You know, I don't like, agree with that at all. I'm around that, the intent like, issue yeah, only. No, I'm not saying yeah, you do, but I'm just, they're, they're the biggest, they're the, they're the reasons that, you know, like the, the game is the way it is. Like, yeah, yeah we don't need apologists in the game doing that crap, mate. Football. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to see Joey Minor missing football. That's what we don't want to see missing football exactly. as well. Like the poor roosters, they're, they're without a, not, I shouldn't say poor roosters because they've got enough cap space as it is, but. Like they're with, they're, they've basically got. I'm no a little bit sympathetic this year. They have lost a lot of their roster, mate. Like so, yeah. yeah I'm a little bit. Sympathetic. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent So, but yeah. yeah, no, that that take that whole take needs to go. The whole we don't want to see our best players missing. I'm actually sort of the opposite in the sense of like, it's a totally discussion for another day, and I don't want to go on a tangent for too long. But even like the shoulder charge, I know you can't bring it back now, but I was I would have been a fan of just having harsher penalties. Like like even if they're falling, if the shoulder hits the head, it's just automatic eight weeks. Like it just. Because the shoulder charge to me is that, like it's a it's an entertaining part of the game. Like it's fine. I just think if you get it wrong, the the, the punishment just should be large. That's all. I think yeah. the rules of the game are, are other than the six against stuff, um, which maybe we'll discuss another time. Um, yeah, the rules are, are are generally okay. They're just not enforced properly, and that's the issue. Yeah. And the and bunker's an absolute abysmal mess at the moment as well. So sideline. Yeah. 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 They do nothing to touch judges. But yeah. yeah. What is their job except glorified flag holders, eh? Jesus. Um, yeah, That's so it. the game exactly. itself, they the game itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Rabbitohs and, yeah. and the Dragons. That's an interesting game. They're really, yeah. really tight odds on that one. You got the Dragon, you got the Rabbitohs at $1.70 and the Dragons at $2.15. Are the Dragons still hopeful of making the eight? Yeah. No, they they're not making the eight. Um, in saying that, I'm still gonna I'm gonna run with the underdogs because yep. if you look at the team list, Sousa without the trail. Walker, Reynolds, Gagai, Johnston, Murray, Arrow, Liam Knight, and Tom Burgess. Wow. Um, whereas Saints are only without Zach Lomax, so he's a huge out and just quietly would love him at the Tigers. But yeah, same. yeah I think it would be close, but South are just missing a bunch of top-caliber players. So I think Anthony Griffin's a discipline-type coach. He'll want to finish the year on a good note. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm curious to see how Taft goes. Uh, and Benji at six because I don't know what your thoughts are. We'll, we'll touch into it more next week as well in the finals previews. But um, I think they should probably play Cody Walker at one and Benji at six. What do you think? There's a couple of reports that Taff will get the one and Walker stays at six. No, I agree with Walker at one. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, that's what I'd do. Because he provide. He's still going to be playing a similar role to five eight when he's in the attack anyway. So mm. I think he's a better option there too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He usually ends up as like the fullback like you. If you watch a lot of their backline movements, Gagai runs that block and he's like, it's just him and Johnston. Like, they're the last two players on the edge. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think that should It'd be interesting to see that. I mean, obviously, when we. Johnston could also go there, but he's too valuable as a finisher on the edge. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, Johnston should not be moved. I don't I don't think he's a fullback in general. No. So he's too yeah, valuable. You're going finishing. with South or you're gonna Um Yeah. On that, it's gonna be hard to really pick South, isn't it? But um Yeah. Benji playing, isn't he? Saints were decent last week as well. Yeah, they were. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Souths anyway. Yeah. I'm still going to pick Souths. Yeah. I, I'm, Fair enough. Yeah. I've watched Dragons play a few times this year, and I'm not really confident in them at all. So. No, I'm with you. Well, if they've yeah. lost to our Tigers twice, something's not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's saying something. Yeah. Definitely saying something. Okay, yeah. so um, you took yeah. the Dragons that time. I took the Rabbitohs. So that's the only the only two ones yeah. that we've mixed up are the Canberra and Roosters game and the Dragons and Rabbitohs game so far. So that brings us to Sunday. We yeah. have the Titans and the Warriors, and we also have the Tigers and the Bulldogs to finish off the round. So Titans, Warriors. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really um, hard to I'm pick against the Titans. Titans. Yeah. Yeah, they're the last team really that can make the eight. I think they're in tenth at the moment. They've got the worst for and against of those three teams on twenty as well. Um, they so they're really going to put on it. a show. Uh, sorry, actually, I think no, they're they're two points behind Cronulla, but I think if they get the win, like their for and against is similar enough, where if they win and Cronulla lose, they'll probably get eight. Um, so yeah, look, they're they're just desperate for the win, similar to Canberra as yeah, I yeah. touched on earlier. Uh, in terms of lineups, they're they're the same as last week, which is still means no AJ Brimson, which is a big loss. Um, that was the reason I tipped Newcastle when they played them. But uh, for the Warriors, they're just without Bunty Afoa and Harris Davida comes in for Townsend, which I actually think is a plus. I don't know why they ever moved Harris Davida. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Townsend not contracted to the Cowboys next year on like a three-year, two million dollar deal? Like, I don't I'm even sure. think he's contracted to the Warriors next year. Oh, really? Yeah. So he just went over there I as a loan to finish off the year. To... Yeah. So I, I don't know why they ever moved Harris DeVito because he's like a future half for them, whereas Townsend, I'm pretty sure, isn't even with them next year. Yeah. Um, but no, Gold Coast were actually very impressive last week without Brimson against the night. They only lost by a field goal. So um, I'm going to go with the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be pretty hard to tip against them. Um yeah. Official profile. You say he's yeah, playing for they, the they Warriors at the moment. Doesn't say anything about next year on there. I haven't been able to find oh, anything I'm quickly sure about next they, year. They've got um because they've if you remember there were there, there were sort of there were a lot of weird reports because they've already got Bearden and Drinkwater, and yeah, yeah they paid him. That's I'm a, I'm actually fairly certain it's a three year two million dollar deal, um, which is just bonkers. So, crazy crazy stuff, but. Yeah. That's going to be interesting for the Cowboys next year. Okay. I think she's just found it's devastated that the Warriors won't return him in 2021. Yeah. Uh, I think that means 2022. Uh, that was supposed to be in 2022 on that. But there's a headline here. I just found an article. Um, Chad Townsend says it's devastating that the Warriors won't return him home. Okay. So yeah. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. No, because he was, he was at Cronulla. He signed with the Cowboys and then got loaned to the Warriors. Okay. Just, uh, temporarily. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's um, similar he's to the Pangai deal with Penrith. Yeah. 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 Signed the Bulldogs, obviously off the Penrith. So yeah. Yeah. Um, ironically scored against us last week. So oh mate, that's that, lovely. Mm, yeah. That was the amateur move I've ever yeah. most amateur move I've ever seen from Leeds, mate. He's like backs himself. I'll yeah, tell you that. But that's like a a featherweight taking on a heavyweight, mate. I don't know what he was ever thinking, yeah. calling off safe after that so close to the line. Yeah, I've got it. Penguin's like, yeah, nah, bro, you got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so that You've was pretty got funny. About thirty kilos less than me. That's what you got. Yeah, so. and the rest yeah. probably. Um, by the judging by the size yeah. of Penguin. Um, yeah, and that brings yeah. us to our final game of the round. Okay, <laughs> we've got the short. Oh. oh my god! So the odds: it's a dollar forty-four for the Tigers and two dollars seventy-five for the Bulldogs. So they don't really rate us too highly to really dust off the no. Bulldogs. Um, no, they really shouldn't. So judging off last week's performance, um, yeah, the Bulldogs probably would have dusted us up in the second half. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Uh, um, you reckon? Uh, yeah, ju- off right. our second half performance, our first half performance was fine. I don't know. The Bulldogs yeah, played okay. uh, probably more off more previous weeks. Okay, if we'd played similar to yeah. previous weeks, yeah, yeah, fair enough. The Bulldogs would have yeah. dusted us up the way if they played the way they played last week against, against who do they play against? Yeah, yeah. against Manly. That was. Manly. That was a really good game. They got 
dudded at times. Some of the refereeing decisions were yeah. atrocious. And it speaks more to that, like, because I do, I watch a lot of NRL, and, you know, we do often complain that Tigers are the most scrutinised team in the competition by the yeah. referees and the media, and, you know, our bias might be speaking to that. But yeah. in general, top four teams, they get the rub of the jib every time when it comes to them 50-50 calls and everything like that. It's like, they don't yeah. need the advantage. They've got the better rosters. They've got the better structures as it is. Why are you giving him so many advantages and fault, like and um, artificial momentum unnecessarily in games and blowing out these scores? I think that's one of the yeah. bigger issues to why the scores are the way they are. Like home ground advantage doesn't yeah, exist 100%. anymore. And then even on yeah. top of that, now we're in a bubble. There is no home ground. So yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. That's an issue of mine yeah. anyway, but. But hopefully, I think the Tigers can actually pull it off this weekend. I'm glad that we went with a conservative list instead of the youngsters. Um, I actually think that Madge is under the tightrope. And there was actually something released today. Someone shared on the Discord server about um, going to be an end-of-season review into Brooksy and Madge, essentially. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And I'm, I don't yeah. trust the board to not scapegoat him. They're not football heads. He knows what he's doing. I've seen enough growth this year to be happy with keeping him as a coach. I don't know what your thoughts are, but you have a go in a minute. But yeah, I'd be pretty yeah. disappointed if they let him go. Because the only other option coming in is they're going to sign up Sheensy as an interim 70-year-old coach or even more diabolical choice is they're going to bring Flanagan in. Um, yeah, which yeah, we all I'm know what I think it. about that. I am not the biggest fan of Shane Flanagan at all. So yeah, what are your Me thoughts, either. mate? Yeah, look, just quickly on uh, on Shane Flanagan as well. I think the worst thing would he'd probably find a way to bring over Kyle, um, which would not. He'd try and trade them for. He'd trade for Brooksy straight away, mate. It'd be. I couldn't. Have, yeah. I couldn't even and, imagine it. And if that happens, I think you'd find uh, a lot of Luke Brooks haters and lovers unite as one. Uh, oh yeah. Just to just to be all against, but. Yeah, Mate, no, there'd be no real estate um, left yeah. on Brooks Island. They're like a lot of people would move there really, yeah. really quickly and start like petitioning. Um, some of his comments, yeah, like some of his takes on when he's commentating on Fox League, they're not the worst. Like you can tell he sort of knows what he's talking about. But to me, like you know, to be in a system that was full of cheating and ironically, we're salary cap cheating in 2015 and 17, but not the year they won the comp in 16. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the whole drug scandal as well. Yeah, just just not a fan of uh, him in general. I think Madge is just ten times the coach in terms of bringing a better culture, which is what we're building to. And we saw from so. the last episode of Tales of Tiger Town, like it's yeah. um, you know, we're building towards that. We've got the elite training facility coming in, and we're building towards bigger things. So I definitely think Madge is the man. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I like the team. I like the lineup that we named. Uh, back to us being a dollar forty-five. To think when the last time we played them, we had Adam Dewey, and we looked like shit anyway so look we're probably it's, it's probably even going to be even close and like you said they played really well against manly but mate, my i genuinely wrote down for my notes i wrote no comment like this game just does not need much comment at all it's it concerns like, me yeah so it's just you know who's the worst of the bunch like it's really come down to that i'd like to think i'm with you i think we've made enough progress um yeah to steer away from the game itself because it's probably not going to be a good game and talk more Tigers. But yeah, yeah. I think... Um, if we come out with the I same attitude and intensity as last week, I'll be very happy because yeah. I think that we'll be put enough on them in the first half to not be catchable if we come out with that intensity and attitude. Yeah. 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 And maybe we'll do some season reviews as well over the coming weeks for, for the clubs that are out of the eight. But um, yeah, yeah, I think what, what more could you have expected from this Tigers team? Like, I think we all expected this to be a building year. I think what frustrates Tigers fans the most, and it's not our fault, is how bad the rest of the competition was. That gave yeah. us all hope. We looked at all these teams from seven down that were just terrible and that, like it was there for the taking. Like if we beat Cowboys, if we beat the South, uh, we lost tw both games to the Warriors that we should have won both. Like, you know, we could have been, you know, just taking those games. And to be fair, I don't think we won many games where we should have lost. Like that puts us up to what, like 26 points or something. So that's the saddest part of just how bad the comp was. But in terms of our standard, like I don't think we were that far off what I expected us to be. So yeah. Look, uh, at at our peak. Yeah. But at our trough. Year. No. Um, yeah. Like That's I was talking about the other part. week. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I was talking about the other week, yeah. like the peaks and troughs, the law of averages. Ours is kind of like a bit low at the moment because of them troughs without, if they, if we can get it closer yeah. to the peaks, like Melbourne and Penrith and that, like we'll see a lot. Yeah. 
there'll be good signs to see yeah. anyway. So yeah. yeah. Look, we we've got we've got a couple of gems in Laurie and Dewey. Let, let's hope oh, Dewey yeah. is fit earlier than rather than later because we that could be a big key to us missing. Like if we come out with a soft schedule at the start of next year and and Dewey's gone for like six or eight weeks, that could make it tough. Um, but yeah, Laurie's a gem as well. We got some, and Tommy Talao sort of actually changed my opinion on him. He's turned it around. So yeah, yeah, plenty of signs up. But yeah, and also for the Bulldogs as well. Um, don't want to make this predominantly Tigers, but yeah, they got some good signs for next year as well. They're, they're yeah, they do. Their cap's going to be constrained. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll do some season reviews over the coming weeks. As good as they've signed, I can't see them getting higher than I. I can't see them breaking into the top eight, but. Yeah, it's the, been, the comps like this year, like they've got the roster for it. But um, yeah, Pangai was a handy yeah, signing. Like, if they can get him Abby. playing gun, yeah. then that's going to be a really good pickup. They've got Addo Carr, they've got Kotrick, they've got yeah. Hines, haven't they? Or has he gone to Cronulla? No, Hines with Cronulla. Hines yeah, with Cronulla. yeah. So yeah, okay, there you go. So yeah, yeah but they've got a yeah, they got Dufty, they got Dufty, in they got Dufty. So yeah, I don't yeah. know what he's like um, culture-wise at clubs. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's. Yeah, I've heard he's a bit of a, a bit of a cancer to yeah. culture, but um, I'm really, I just think the with when you've got so many new additions, it's going to take some time to, to gel. So yeah, a lot um, of personalities. Yeah, it's going to take time. Too much money in their, in their backs. I think they've invested so much money in their two to five. Like <laughs> Patrick, Allen, Adokar, all on big deals. Yeah. So the thing so that concerns me with them, the money. is they're coming out of salary cap issues. But it looks like they're putting themselves back in salary cap issues by all these buyers. It doesn't seem like it's the smartest move. Yep. Where the Tigers are being a bit patient about it and realizing that and you can't. And that's why I love Madge. Same. Yeah. In yep. Madge we trust, bro. In Madge we trust. <laughs> yeah. And he spoke about on that last episode of Tiger Town. He said, look, we've had salary cap issues before. Last thing we need to do is just splurge on, yeah, on guys that aren't proven. So, yeah. And yeah. the biggest thing with the Bulldogs as well, just just the any Bulldogs fans listening, is I just think you're missing arguably the two most important positions in a seven and nine. Like that is still not fixed, and you don't really have the room unless, like, you don't want to let go of Luke Thompson apparently. But unless you do release Luke Thompson, like, you're not going to be able to sign anyone for those positions. So it's an interesting one. Certainly is. Certainly is. Okay, that kind of wraps us up for the week, mate. Um, thanks again. Yeah. Another great week. It went a bit longer than I thought it was, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll split it up. Maybe a couple of different episodes on yeah, YouTube. Content, yeah. Though, yeah, different episode, um, different yeah. Um, segments. Anyway, if you want to contact us, uh, you can find us. You can email us at thebounceoftheball at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to find us on socials, you can follow me at rob underscore avard, and you can find Brendan at Bashara Brendan, isn't it? That's it, yep. That's it. Okay, not a problem. And you can also follow us on uh, the Twitter handle uh, at TBOTB Podcast. Okay, so thanks for being with us for another week. Um, like and subscribe to the video. really helps us our channel grow. And that's if you're watching us on YouTube. And follow us if you are listening to us on Podbean. Okay, thanks everyone, and I'll see you again next week. Bye.